Okay, hello and welcome to another edition of the Race Hour podcast brought to you with our friends at gambling.com and of course the fellas at Bet Hard. I am delighted to say we've got a newcomer to the podcast uh, this week. He is an EI expert. Um, well, maybe that isn't true. Dave Weldon is here. Dave. How are you doing? You well? I'm really well. Yeah, you've been, you're going to bring us all up to date on everything equine flu, aren't you? Well, it's all right now, so it's grand. Oh, okay, well, thanks for the update. Um, let's see uh, who else is here. Dermot Nolan's here. How is everyone? Doing very well. Good to have you back. Uh, Paddy Aspel. How are you doing? You well? Really well, really well. Now, you know, in the normal format of the race hour, we would traditionally go and have a look at what happened last weekend. Unfortunately, there was no racing. Um, we got into a bit of a tiz, and I think we're now out of the tiz, as our EI expert Dave Wellens just told us. It's all sorted now. Uh, Paddy, equine influenza sounds like something rather horrific, and perhaps it's not the case. Uh, what did you make of the last few days? Yeah, no, I, I did tend to agree. I, I didn't think maybe Tristan Davis worded it very well as to, to when he spoke out about it, but it was sort of maybe a little bit of an overreaction because it's something that is seen every day and in the strings up and down the country where, you know, you're always going to have one or two horses given one or two coughs and, and maybe after exercise, sometimes before, uh, that's a bit more worrying if they've, if they've got a bit of a bit of something in their nose before exercise, but 95% of horses will have a little bit of something in their nose after exercise. But sometimes it depends on the texture, the color, all sorts of little things, but it's, it's no real big deal. But um, obviously once Donald McCain alerted the BHA, um, you know, he was doing the right thing, but I don't know, just sort of, it was maybe six days of, of um, avoidable action that, that, um, that could have been handled differently, but nonetheless it's 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 done now and to be honest i didn't even think we'd be back in action today because of the number of horses they actually had to get round and test i thought time was against them yeah. you know yeah um, we have to salute them for that speed uh, in which they've pretty much put a, a line under it in terms of like you said i think they've done over two thousand horses ireland would kick quick into action to say let's keep racing bha now on the same page although with some caveats so there will be some horses and when we do try and have a look at this weekend's racing that won't actually be able to run. We will get there. On the Race Hour pod today, we are going to actually take a different tact because we don't have last weekend's racing to review. Uh, we're going to evaluate the festival favourites. We're four weeks out, of course, and, well, less one day ahead of the greatest four days in jumps racing. So a quick time, quick fire, fire through the state of play with four weeks to go. And we're going to focus on 15 favourites that will run over the four days at the Cheltenham Festival. That's why we brought David Weldon in. We thought we needed an expert. Uh, Dermo is going to give us his usual horses that he normally gives us. And Paddy, well, then finally, we've got voice of reason. So why don't we kick off with these? Um, we'll go through them in day order. So, you know, you lads hopefully are prepared for this. Uh, I was going to start with Angel's Breath, who is favourite for the Supreme Novices Hurdle. But now, actually, with some books, is not favourite. We've now got Fakar Duderis in there, a recent J.P. McManus purchase. I'm going to go to Dermo first. Uh, the way I want to do this, Dermo, is do you think it's the right favourite? Obviously, I've started with a bad one in terms of Angel's Breath. But uh, if it's not the right one, what wins that race and why? Um, do I think he's talented enough to win a Supreme? Yes, uh, do I think he's the right price at four to one, considering he's jumped four hurdles in public? No, and uh, the horse that I would be opting for this race each way is uh, Vision Donairdin. Vision Donair is an interesting one, isn't he? So he's kind of we probably need a little bit of cut in the ground, Emma. He will definitely. I mean, he's one of the horses really this year that the the good ground has just it's gotten his way. I mean, you could see it at Leperstown. His knee accent was just so pronounced. 
Um, he still ran quite well, and he's been put in his place twice by classical dream. But I, I just think anybody give underfoot, and he'd, he'd improve past all them. I can see the angle with Fakir Dodores, but um, it's just just not for me. I think he beat he beat a load of rubbish up at um, at Cheltenham, and I kind of would prefer to see him in the in the triumph with uh, against Sir Eric. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. I th- I'm not sure he did enough. Fakir Dodores did enough, and also he's. He's too young, really, to win a Supreme. I know it can be done. Paddy, I'll come to you next because they're both interesting points for you to maybe take up. A horse that has only jumped four hurdles in public, Angel's Breath, vying for favouritism for a Supreme. Um, he's probably talented enough, probably good enough, but has he got enough experience? Yeah, I think that's that's the biggest question mark, obviously, isn't it? And I mean, the way he's priced up and, like Dermo says, the amount of flights he's jumped in public the value just isn't there, is it? It couldn't be because, yeah, the, the, the potential is there, but this is the Cheltenham Festival we're talking about. It's not just like another step up the ladder and, and you know, he's at the top of the market that only haven't, only haven't had one run. Um, it's it's a lot to ask sort of punters to go in heavy on, on at that sort of that sort of price when he's so limited on experience and he's, he's going to come up against, you know, some other rivals here who've, you know, they've got far more miles on the clock as regards jumping hurdles. So no, I don't think he represents great value to be honest. I mean, I can understand about Fakir Duderi. Uh, I mean, it looked a little bit sort of, I won't say, you can't say too impressive a chat on the last day. Um, but nonetheless, the way he went round there um, and to win by as far as he did, I know they weren't a great bunch uh, as far as Cheltenham standards go, but, you know, it's we, we've seen McManus sort of go shopping um, for horses to, to win this race in the past, and that's what he's done here. And um, I don't know, that was just a real sort of... Um, I, I thought that was a real positive the other day when I saw that he'd come out and he bought this and he bought... Um, he bought another one from the same crew, didn't he? They said them, them. He bought Canitho and uh, Blue Sari, I think. The yeah, same yeah. So yeah, he went. He got busy. So you know, they've obviously sort of done their homework. They've penciled in horses that are definitely going to go, and they think that I've got a real chance at the festival. So that for me gave that gave me a fair bit of confidence now. You know, because these boys aren't after it. Absolutely not. <laughs> they proved they proved that in the back. And, and especially for you know, especially for the sort of money that's going to be involved. I mean, we never get to hear, but. You know they'll pay absolute fortunes for them, so you know they'd be hoping that they're 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 obviously making the right choice. Yeah, and it looks like their choice is going to be to split up Fakir Dadaris and Sir Eric. So Sir Eric go triumph, Fakir Dadaris naturally go supreme, and hopefully they've got both winners. That's got to be their plan. Dave, I'm going to come to you. Angel's breath was the topic. Yeah, like as the lads have said, you can't really back him at five to one, four to one, whatever it is, um, based on one run over hurdles against Danny Kerwin, who's was a decent bumper horse, but hasn't really progressed for hurdles. Um, the one I like, and it's won all the right races, the break is going to do him no harm because it was the actual plan um, from Colin Tizard and it's Elixir de Nuts. And um, so 12 to 1 at the moment in places. Was given the plan, Tizard's already gave him the flu jab, so you have to take that into account as well, given the unknown factor we have over the next couple of weeks of what's within the six month. I knew your vet skills would come in handy. Exactly. Yeah, yeah it had to come in somewhere. Um, but he ran all the right races at Cheltenham and stuff like that so he probably won't win he's probably not good enough to win and if he wins it's probably a bad supreme but at 12-1 to 1, he's likely going to run to a place he's going to run his race okay okay I can understand that he's been put in his place though by a horse called Thomas Darby hasn't he? he had his jab yet has he? Thomas Darby was never going to run again between 
the jab situation and the festival. So they've time to do it. I know it's not positive. I think Thomas Darby, where he came up Cheltenham Hill, actually impressed me. And he's gone and won a tin pot race just to set him up for this. I think for me, he's the value right now at 20s. So just to give put scores on the board, no one thought Angel's Breath was the one to go with. Uh, we've got three other shouts as well with Fakar Duderis from Paddy Vision Donaire from Dermo and Elixir Donuts from Dave Weldon. Okay, that's the Supreme. Uh, no ticks for Angel's Breath, sadly. So if you're on that, a big price as well. Wish you well. Um, let's move on to Larishberg. Uh, we're talking about the favorite for the Arkle here. Dave, as you went last on the first horse we talked about, you can go first with Larish Burke and the Arkle. He's definitely the right favorite anyway, based on all form. Um, he's been on the go a long time. You'd have to say that's a negative. Um, and the ground on the first day of the festival is probably going to come up good to soft. Has to come up good to soft now. It's probably a negative against him as well, given his all his form over the winter has been on unseasonably good ground. Okay. Um, I think if you look at the prices, the horse that is completely underestimated by the market is the horse that's finished second to him the last two times. I know you might laugh at it, but us and them is 28 to 1, 33 to 1 in the place. Um, based, it's going to run, probably going to run the article with Larisberg and we'll probably hack around midfield and stay on up the hill. I just think he's too big a price based on his form at Larisberg. Um, and he's been putting his place twice by him, but its ground is not suitable for Larisberg. He ran in Supreme last year, Larisberg ran in the county. Yeah, he seems to be well regarded in that sense. Yeah, it does, and you know, it's considering they finished first and second in a couple of races mm. pre-festival, forecast might not be the exactly. worst bet in the world. We don't know what the rest of them are like. Uh, Demo, you're up next with Luis Berg. Uh, right favorite, um, definitely on the go quite a while. As Dave said, he's it's just the way he he jumped the fence that was just so clean, so nice. He's done everything so easy. Uh, the one I'd like to see get another run into him is Silas Emery. But if, as we speak, Silas Emery has only ran once. So, yeah, I think I'd give uh, Larishberg my uh, my seal of approval then. Larishberg gets the tick here from Dermanola. Okay, Paddy, you're uh, you're up with Larishberg. Is the concern that he's done too much? Some of these haven't done enough. Yeah, that you, you could go down that avenue for sure. Um, I just think he's very likable. He's just such a professional little horse. Um I mean, you've you've got to respect Kayleigh Woolacott's horse Lawler because, you know, he's been exceptional around Cheltenham. Um, I know he was beat last time, but um she seemed to have, have, have trained this horse very, very well. Both him and Larisberg, they're they're like chalk and cheese. He's a great big strap and chaser, whereas Larisberg is he, he he seems to be put together more like a little flat horse, but like Dermo says, the one thing I, I do like about this horse that I wrote in the article the other day is he really knows where he's putting his feet. And when it comes down to it at Cheltenham, if 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 the ground does come up on you know on, on the quicker side, which we don't know, but um, you're gonna know you're gonna need to know where you're putting your feet. And I, I think he's just clever as a cat, this fellow, and it could really count on the day. Um, I do like him, and like I say, if I was able to have the bet again, if Gary Moore turns up with not in the news, he'll end up on the floor again. <laughs> You're not his biggest <laughs> fan, Paddy. Oh, he frightens the life out of me. If I, if I was Jamie Moore, I wouldn't I wouldn't go around for a £1,000 on him. So if you got the call tomorrow, and, you know, obviously they can't find a rider, Paddy Aspel or Cheltenham Winning Festival, you know, jockey, uh, not in the news is your ride, you're going to say no. I would give that a swerve. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> All right. So that's another tick, though, for Larishberg from from Paddy for that race. Uh, quick mention as well for Lawler. Um, I'm a big classical fan. We talked about this horse on the podcast before, and I just think it's it needs too to... slow. Thanks, Demo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, you know, he he certainly came up the the hill 
fair enough in a Supreme, which everyone crabs. But if you look at the race from two out, if he's in the same position in the arc, or I wonder whether he will get caught again. But we will find out because I think he hopefully gets a run this weekend. Just Dean, on that. like Yeah, go ahead. In a normal Supreme, Somerville Boy does not win that Supreme. The two mistakes he made on the last two. The howlers, yeah. He was 10 lengths behind turning in. And he's mm-hmm. turned out to do nothing this year. Fair enough, he might not be right, but like that can't bode well for that Supreme form. We haven't had a lot of um, horses out from the Supreme, have we, to know everything we need to know about how good it was? Oh, it doesn't look vintage. Yeah. I'm not going to suggest it was. Sharjah didn't let it down anyway. Sh- Sharjah hasn't let it down, yeah. <laughs> I go away and on good ground with race fitness. Yeah, sure. Well, look, Kalashnikov for me, I'm going to go against Larishberg on the fact that it's been running since, I think, January and every single month ever since of last year. And I he's, think that's... He's trained by the master, though. He is indeed trained by one of them. Indeed. All right. So Kalashnikov for me. Two ticks for Larishberg. That is a score draw for Larishberg in the arc. Or 2-2. Two, two. Uh, let's move on to the champion hurdle. Um, Paddy, I may as well go to you first. We all know you love Apples, Jade. Bouvardet is the current favourite just. Yep. Um, and deservedly so. Um, I mean, look, the argument is always going to be here as regards to hurdling technique. Although Apples, Jade looks better than ever this year. Bouvadere does have a better technique and he's just he's just what you need in in a in a champion hurdler. You know, he's so slick, he's so quick and um, you know, he just uses so little petrol getting from A to B over his hurdles. Whereas Apple's Jade has at times gone slightly right and just isn't as fluent and slick as Bouvadere. But nonetheless, you know, I just think that the I'm delighted that connections have, have taken this option of, of going down and letting her take a chance in the champion hurdle because I think this is the best Apple Jade we've ever seen. And maybe she doesn't want to be any shorter at ninety four because yeah. obviously we've got we've got, you know, such such a a fine uh, holder of the of the of the champion hurdle and Bouvadere. He is going to take a bit of beating on the day and you know Nikki Henderson will have him down to the second um for for the day but i just think apple's jade she's just different gravy this year and i'm just really interested to see if she can put it up to them back uh back over two mile because so far this year she's just been phenomenal you can't knock her you know no you can't and we're going to get the race everyone wants to see with apple's jade taking on bouvardet two to one with our uh, sponsors at bet hard non-runner no bet dave are you getting stuck into that or you're a bouvardet man i'm not really a Bouvardere man, like kind of taking them on the last two years. Not went really well, yeah. Pressed. It went very well, of course. Yeah. Um, but I looked at the race with the view of taking them on. Um, when you look at it, he's three pounds clear of Apple's Jade on official ratings, even taking into account the mayor's allowance. Yeah. Um, whether she'll be quick enough over two miles in the champion hurdle, she, she's not going to get an easy lead like she did at Leperstown the last day. Um, Lorena, you want your head examined. To back her at the prices without based on what seeing her again, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, um, Mellon has no chance based on his Leprechaun run that didn't stop him last year, but ground was soft, it might have been in his favor. Sharjah, I don't think there's any chance, fair enough, has won the races he's won this year, but he had race fitness on his side, was on the go over the summer, um, and came up against an under par Sam Crow. So it all just leads me back to Bouvardere, and I think I'm coming around to the fact that I think he wins. Bouvardere gets the tick. I'm going to make my part really quick here. Bouvardere definitely gets the tick from me. Dermo, it's up to you to uh, put the record straight and find out what our final score is for this uh, two-time champion hurdle winner. Yeah, um, as I mentioned before, Esper Dallin is my each-way option in the race, but uh, as far as win purposes goes, it's a, a big thumbs up here I'm giving to the screen that, that nobody can see uh, to beat it for Bouvardere to win. 
Okay, 3-1 to Bouvardet. And uh, I think it would just be fantastic to have another three-time winner of a champion hurdle. And maybe then, once he puts a proper, proper animal to the sword in Apple's Jade. If he beats Apple's Jade, yeah, he's a proper it's champion. done, hurdle. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely done. I agree with that. Um, all right, so that score is 3-1 to Bouvardet. Uh, well done. Anyone getting involved? Actually, I think there's still a bit of value in the two to one around right now. Um, Benny Dedeur is up next. Uh, Derma, I'm going to go to you first. Um, there's probably a little bit up in the air about what might take on Benny Dedeur, but um, let's see whether you make it the right favourite and would you be uh, siding with it? If she gets there in one piece, um, which I, I imagine she will, haven't heard anything, obviously. The um, Her going there fresh wouldn't concern me at all when Mullins has done this his whole career, uh, she'd, she'd be absolutely fine. And if you take Apples Jade and Lorena out, like what else is there? There's Stormy Ireland, who Espar Dallin rather put in his, her place. And you've Limini, Lady Buttons, who's obviously been superb this season, but like, couldn't be beaten Benny to do. And Mia Storm. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, Benny to do wins. Benny to do. Paddy Aspel up next. Yeah, I do like Benny to do. Very, very difficult to pick holes in it so far. Um, I'd agree with what Derma would say. It, it just depends on who's going to turn up on the day, but very, very difficult to look past that one, I'd have to say. Okay, another tick for the Fav in the Mez. Uh, Dave, well? Yeah, tick for Benny as well. Um, she's a proper grade one animal, isn't she? There's nothing really in the race to take her on if the two mares go to the champion hurdle. I would, I, it's Stormy Ireland on place only, the way she ran at Punchstown. Day we were there, Dean. She was very impressive. I was going to mention it because yeah. it's you stole my thunder there. Sorry, and um, we should have talked about this off air. Yeah, yeah. I liked her first go, but as uh, Stormy, yeah, when we were there, the, the the way that horse pulls and tanks away, you'd have to imagine if the likes of Lorena, Apples Jade, perhaps even Limini doesn't turn up, yeah. you're it's eleven to one right now. Yeah. It's a fair punt. All right. I, I can't actually not give the tick to the Fab, though. So I think this is our first 4-0 winner, and that's Benny Dudu in the Mare's Hurdle. Okay, so we'll make that 4-0. The next one up is OK Corral. Um, interesting, this one, because I think you know, it's going to go for a National Hunt Chase. I think we're all pretty certain about that. They've had Derek O'Connor up already, um, and all with eyes on this race. Uh, there's obvious reasons why Connections want to win the contest. Makes a lot of sense. But this horse good enough to run an RSA. In fact, if he ran an RSA, I think he'd be my pick for the race. I'm going to go to Dave first. Yeah, I agree completely. He's in the wrong race. Um, but if he wins? If maybe. he wins, but even still, he should be yeah. going for a grade one rather yeah. than this race. Um, Santini should I'd arguably be going to this race because I'll go on to him later, but he looks a big elbowed, um, which Derma won't be too pleased with me saying. No, we'll let him have a stay. Um, but I think like he's, the wrong, he's, he's in the wrong race, but he's the right price and... It looks a weak renewal based on the last few years. Like he's native river, native river finishing third in this a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, at a price, I'd probably chance mortal. Okay. Ran a good race behind Delta Work a couple of runs back. Twenty to one shot mortal, yeah. um, but the right fav. And right if he fav. runs, he probably will win, won't he? Uh, Demo, I'll throw this to you. Okay, Corral. Uh, do you think he's in the right race? He, I think we're all going to agree he's the right favourite. Are we? He's the right favourite, definitely. Is he in the right race? Uh, prob- probably not. To be fair. Uh, he's good enough to win an RSA, but again, nothing gets next year near Saltini anyway, so it's uh, it's probably better for his win chances long term anyway. Um, that's that's a joke, obviously. And then, um, but no, I was laughing yeah. quietly. <laughs> the one I would take on, uh, I would take on O'Corral. Okay, Corral, and the horse that I just still can't believe his price is uh, Paul Nolan's Discorama. Uh, Bally Ward is four to one, and Discorama is fourteen to one. And if you watch that last run, Discorama is coming to. 
definitely at least trouble Ballyward, if not go past at the last. And he takes the mother and a father of a fall. Uh, he's fine since Paul Nolan said they're going to aim for this race. And um, this grandma has some very smart form around the Cheltenham Festival as well. Went second to uh, Blow Bible last year when just kind of not quite getting there. He's all about staying. His his first win this season was literally stayed from an absolute mile back to catch them all late on. And 14 to 1 about this grandma is too big. So it's a no for OK Crowd for me to. A no for OK Corral. OK, and a shout out for Discorama. That might run uh, over the weekend demo. So you'd imagine, you know, the double figures could could disappear. Could disappear after that, yeah. OK, Discorama for demo. Paddy Aspel's up next. Yeah, Dermot stole my thunder there a little bit. I, I completely agree with him as regards Discorama because Paul Nolan in particular is a trainer who I think so far this year's horses have been, they've been running really, really well. He's just needed a little bit more luck um, now this fella, if he's okay, he did take a horrible old fall at Nace, but um, you know the Nolan string for me are in pretty decent order, and it's great to see that Paul Nolan's about the only trainer in Ireland that still thinks that Brian Cooper is physically capable of riding a horse. Well said. You know he's he's the only one that'll give him a ride, um, and like some of them horses that he's won on lately, especially around Nace, he's been absolutely brilliant on. Um, that ride on um, on Quamino at the. Dublin Racing Festival is brilliant as well. Brian Cooper. Ah, you know, I like how people just don't. I know he hasn't got the the that other job anymore, but you know, people just think that he, 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 one of his arms or something has dropped off, or he just can't ride anymore. It's it's just phenomenal. But nonetheless, no, this grandma, if he turns up, I would agree. Um, if he was mentally none the worse for that fall, which if if they're if they're happy to go, he shouldn't be. But um, I I think he represents a little bit of value and. I mean, the horse you mentioned there, OK Corral, I mean, he ran a hell of a race at, at the festival last year and he probably is really too good to be, to be running a race at this, but they're going to want to spread them out and uh, this crew and just sort of pick up as many races as they can. But um, it, it looks, uh, with O'Connor riding them the last day, that this looks the plan, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And, you know, it's JT McNamara and National Hunt Chase makes a lot of sense for them to be picking up the trophy and uh, and try and do it, for, you know, for obvious reasons for the connection. So that's why they go there. I think he's going to be very, very hard to beat. Um, and I'd have to give him a tick. I'd echo what you said about this Garama. I also think Impulsive Stars probably one to pick up a bit of pieces in the place market. But uh, I'm going to give the tick to the Fav. Fav. So we've got two for this Garama, two for OK Corral. That's a score draw for OK Corral in the National Hunt Chase. Uh, the next one up, and we're moving on now to the Ballymore Novice Hurdle. Yeah, big talking horse of this season. Of course, it is named after the greatest jockey, or you know, most people's version of what they think the greatest jockey of all time, AP McCoy. And that's Champ. Paddy, I'll go to you first. You can't help but have been impressed with this horse so far. He's 3-1 to one for the Ballymore. Yeah, no, he's been very, very impressive. He's just such a strong traveller, isn't he? And it's very, very hard to pick holes in him. Um, I mean, that said... I would imagine that Sean Mulrine will be very, very keen to win this race, only his, his own race with the horse that won it. And I know he was priced up accordingly to win it in the other day at one to five, but nonetheless... City Island. Yeah, you know, he, he looks a horse that's really got the hang of the job now and he seems to be on the improve. And, and another, another one, you know, I don't know whether it's Mark Walsh or whatever, he just makes things look very easy and, and this horse just gets on with it, but... He's got a good technique, and I mean, he won as he as he should have done the other day. But I mean, Martin Brazel isn't one of the bigger trainers, but I think this horse's price would be shorter if maybe he had a different name beside him. But you know, Martin Brazel is a very very capable trainer. You know, he says very little, 
But, you know, Sean Mulroyne is a very shrewd man also, and he wouldn't have Martin trained a horse if he didn't think that he was capable of, of, of prepping him to win at Cheltenham. And like I said, they'll be keen to win this race. So I don't think he's any back number, but, you know, he's obviously he's got champ to overcome, and like I say, it just depends on, on who turns up on the day. But I, I think because he's got Ian Brazel beside his name, that there's a little bit of value to be had there. Okay, I'm going to put you down for City Island. I think it's a decent enough case made for it. A lot of reasons why they will be going all guns for it. Dave Weldon. Champ, not for me. It's the horse that I haven't taken to this season. Don't know why. Um, just I haven't seen enough of him. I haven't the race he's ran in. I haven't taken my eye. I think whatever Gordon sends has a great chance, either Battle of Overdyne or Commander of Fleet. Got a choice to make, hasn't like. he? Yeah. And Beakstown is no back number either. He should be running in the Albert Bartlett, but he's probably going to run here because he's not entered in the stayer race. But um, he's at 16 to 1, so I'd be happy to take on Champ. Taking on Champ and probably with whatever Elliot sends and maybe a tickle on Beastown. Yes, exactly. Okay, all right. Dermot Nolan, please. On, uh, uh, Champ, Champ is going to improve Bally. massively for a strong pace that he will get at um, in the Ballymore, which is a frightening proposition. Uh, he looks a really, really serious a serious contender but again we're talking about Andy Poist and would we back it or not and 11 to 4 there's not a hope in hell that I would back that horse to win this race uh, the one that I've landed on is 18 to 1 currently with uh, with our sponsors Bethard and it is Sam's profile uh, if you go through this horse's form this season uh, a serious form beat Eclair de Beaufort or however you say this name who has won twice uh, was fourth behind Off You Go at the Dublin Racing Festival the major handicap hurdle of 130 uh, next time uh, was kind of cut out over three miles uh, but stayed on behind Darren Ross really well Darren Ross has franked that form since as has the big dog in fourth and Robin Carlo was fourth behind Honeysuckle last time and then on his last run was only was less than three lengths behind Battle Over Dying and when you look at that run back uh, four out he absolutely smacks it uh, really kind of was lucky that he stayed standing. He was then hampered turning in. And Brian Cooper basically had to give up, go out to the far right and kind of come home. And he came home with a serious, serious wet sail and only finished about two and a half lengths behind Battle Over Dying. That horse is four to one. And Sam's profile is 18 to one for Mouse Morris, who uh, you'd imagine uh, would be bringing this horse along slowly like he always does. He's a masterful trainer and should still have those those Gigginstown horses. But that's another chat for another day. But at 18 to one, I think Sam's profile, if he was to turn up here, is uh, is far too big a price. Love that. Bit of value. And anything attached to Mouse Morris Yard heading to one of the big festivals, <laughs> you just can't overlook. That's always been one of my modus. Uh, so Sam's profile, very interesting shout indeed from Dermo. Um, I think Champ's going to be very tough to beat. If they run Commander of Fleet in this race, which I hope they do, uh, he'd definitely be my chip pick. But without him being confirmed for it, I'm going to give a tick to the favourite just so he doesn't end up with no points at all. He's lost 3-1. Uh, City Island, Sam's profile, uh, probably whatever Elliot runs for Dave Weldon and Champ for me, guessing that that one will go and my other choice won't go. Bethard, home of the 30% combo booster, is the ultimate destination for Cheltenham punters who are serious about winning. With markets for every single festival race right now, Bethard has you covered with non-runner no bet across all the championship events. Visit Bethard today, where winners dare more. Ages 18 and over, visit begambleaware.org. 
Okay, let's move swiftly on to the RSA chase. Dermot Nolan, I have to let you go first with Santini. We know how much you love this horse from Nicky Henderson Yard. Uh, there might be a bit of vaccination issue with the horse. I'm not completely sure where they stand with it, but it sits at the top of the market for the RSA, uh, three to one. Nicky Henderson on record as saying slowest horse I think he's ever trained. You, yeah, you kind of need that though, don't you, for the RSA? I mean, you're looking at the likes of uh, Lord Windermere has won this race. Big boat, you know. Yeah, it's it's just... That's what you need. Big, big boat. And the uh, races over three miles plus at Cheltenham are deceivingly attritional. And I know that sounds stupid, but what I mean is that like, people seem to think that the likes of the Grand National, uh, people that aren't into racing think that the races like the Grand National stuff are barbaric. And just forget about races like the Gold Cup. When you actually look at it, races like the Gold Cup and the RSA finish a lot more horses than, uh, than the Grand Nationals do. And that's simply because... It's a relentless gallop. There is no kind of trapping around for a mile and seeing what happens. It, it's it, it's from the go. You need to be in your posse. You need to be jumping. You need to be traveling. And um, Santini does exactly all them things, bar travel, really. He's a, he's a big dope. But like at at Kempton that day, he was just taking off his feet. He just hated every minute of it. Le Bagarois has just completely franked that. Top of the game. To be honest, I would have top of the game in the JLT. If he was mine, I think um, he'd be very, very hard to stop on that. Something about him, I'm not sure. He's an out-and-out stayer. I think he's full of class, but I think he's an out-and-out stayer. I think Delta Work is being overrated on form of beating Lerichberg over two and a half miles, which Lerichberg is, that's just not his trip. Um, okay, Corral won't run. Vindication, uh, like him, but not good enough. On the blind side, Champagne Classic will end up in the JLT, I'd imagine. So when you go through the form, I don't really rate Delta Work all that highly, and that could be the the end of me um santini needs to get another run into him of some variety or at least i prefer to nicky henderson getting a horse there i mean simon sig turned up and won the arkle off off the back of two runs nicky has plenty of priors of this um because he always does go to softly softly approach with his his better horses so i prefer sam fit santini to get a run but if he doesn't uh, i still think he wins i just think he's a very good horse dean um plenty to to find out what's under the bonnet and was he's big he's slow uh he's laborious nearly but that's exactly what you need to win a race around three miles at Cheltenham. thank you paddy aspel do you agree with what demo is saying about santini that the big old slow boat slowest thing nicky henderson's ever trained but also one of the best horses i think he said that he's ever trained uh, can go and win an rsa yeah, I mean, that's it. It's funny, isn't it? He came out with that statement. But the thing is, a slow horse will, will win races if he's in the right race. And, and this is the right race for him. Um, he's been very, very impressive in what we've seen of him so far. I mean, four to one, you wouldn't want him any shorter now, to be honest, because, you know, I don't think it's a desperately bad RSA. I just think it's going to cut up a bit. But um, I thought maybe Vindication, if he goes down this route, will be seen to better light. He, he did look slow at Sandown the other day. Um, I thought even though he fenced okay down over the railways, he was still absolutely flat to the boards. I thought he kept going all right, got a little bit tired from the back of the last, but that was simply because Dave Bass had his foot on the gas from such a long way out. I think he's all right, this horse. Um, I don't think he's he's as bad as what we've seen at Sandown the other day. And I think round about 20s, he does represent a little bit of value. But yeah, I would be sort of on, on agreement with, with Dermo, I think. Santini is, is, is a worthy favourite. Okay, he's a worthy favourite. A big word, though, for vindication. I think Dave Weldon might be a fan of that horse. Uh, yeah, definitely, Dean. Um, the prices are wrong for him based on the run the last day at Sandown. Was, the trip was too short. Shelton's going to play to his strength. Uh, Kim Bailey came out the other day said he's had his vaccination now, so I think the plan was to go from Sandown straight to Shelton as well, so it's within his prep. 
Um, Santini ideally needs another run. Um, while he, he did win Tresh this year, I just would like to see a third run over fences from him to sharpen up any novice mistakes that he might make. Um, so at the price, I'd be against Santini and with Vindication. Okay. I'm a big Santini fan. Um, going to make that clear. But at the same time, I've also loved top of the game for a long time. Do you know what concerns me about top of the game? And he would be my pick for the race because I'm such a big fan of him. He's a big old unit. And a little bit like Dermo said about a slow old boat winning the RSA, I actually think he might be a little bit too quick. <laughs> um, and also, he hasn't got his head in front, which yeah, I don't like. He's a bit headless as well, isn't he? He is. Yeah, like, absolutely. But I would have loved him to, if he got his head in front, tin yeah. pot race or whatever it might be. Like, but he, he led over the last to Kempton yeah. at Christmas. And then... Yeah. Shirk it. Yeah, I just love horses to go to festival with a one next to their name. Yeah, it does. Yeah. He'd win that JLT by by five or six lengths, like as in he. Yeah, I think he's made that, that performance at the Coral Cup last year off that weight. Like that's a serious run that, that he put in there, and I think he's a staying two and a half miler, like you're saying, Dean, as opposed to. Uh, I think he's a modelly more than a presenting Percy. Let's say. Yeah, I think we've all kind of dis dealt work a little bit. Well, not given him the big up that perhaps. Just haven't seen him, have we? He was non runner a few times. He was non runner at uh, Dublin Racing Festival. We've yeah. seen him at Christmas. Yeah. Um, it's a long break. It is a long break. Okay. All right. Well, Santini, I've got it down as winning this 3 1, but uh, I think it might be a slight bit closer than that. Might need VAR to work that one out at the end. Uh, we move on. And this one, probably the quickest one, I'm going to guess. So I'll start and just say Altior will win uh, the champion chase. I'm not exactly you know, doing anything. I guess no one expect me to do. Dave Weldon, does he win the champion chase? He does, and Min chases him home. I hope Min doesn't run there. He does. I hope Min doesn't run there, but regardless, Altior still win. Yeah. Dermot Nolan? Uh, wins, yep. Wins. Paddy Aspel? Yeah, you won't get rich back in him, but you know he's priced up as he should be for sure. Okay, that was quick. Um, 4-0 to Altior, and rightly so. Uh, well, I, th- I think this next horse we're going to talk about is in the cross-country chase, um, Tiger Roll. It's, uh, it's gone into everyone's hearts, hasn't he, Tiger Roll? Dave, it, we're, we're hoping he wins it. Uh, I'm almost at the stage where I just hope he wins it, whether I want to back him or not. Yeah, pretty much. He's he's a really likeable horse. Like he th- Everyone thought he was done, gone at the game after winning the Triumph three, four years ago, whatever it was now, and he's come back to win the National Hunt Chase and the, yeah. then the Grand he National. He was beating at Dundalk there, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> There's a story behind that. I don't want to go into it on air. Um, but, uh... <laughs> but he was beaten. He was beaten at Dundalk. Like, he was God, beat, beat, beaten in a two-mile maiden at Dundalk. Um... I get the impression Tiger, Tiger Roll knows where he is, right? Yeah. So he's at Dundalk on a crappy Monday, Friday night, yeah. whatever it was, and just went, no. I'm not fancying this. I don't think but, so. Uh, yeah. Like, my fear with him for... This is the Grand Nationals clearly the target again this year. It might have been a a second secondary thought last year, um, after the cross country. So whether he's gonna be fully read up this year for the cross country, he'd be carrying a big ish weight there and he's nine pounds higher. So you don't know. At ninth four I'd probably rather have a, a sneaky five each way on a Hurricane Darwin or something like that who ran well over the weekend. Okay, but if you put Hurricane Darwin up, are you saying not Tiger off? I am not saying not Tiger all, but I would want to hear a glowing report about him before okay. I parted. Okay, so no for Tiger. No. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Dave said no. Dermot Nolan. <laughs> yeah, uh, no. Uh, Hart says yes, but the brain says that uh, we might have another emotional story with uh, Josie's orders winning the race. Okay. I like Josie's orders, and I would want to take on Tiger Roll. As much as I'm in the camp of, I want him to win it, which is the weird yeah, position to be in. Look, it's not going to be everyone's biggest punting race of the week. Perhaps it has been in the past when the likes of Tiger Roll are likely to go and dot up, and you know we all, we all get on board and we're having a good week. Paddy Aspel, Tiger Roll. 
Yeah, I think you've got to look for horses. Obviously, they've got previous sort of form round tracks like this, uh, or courses like this, should I say. Tiger Roll, although he's only small, travels and jumps so nicely. And I mean, he's not massive value around about where yeah. he is now, about threes, but it's hard to look past him. But what he did, what sort of a way, what sort of a national way did he get? Uh, 11 stone one. 11 yeah. one, yeah. Was he? And he was 10-13 last year, so he kind of got off light enough, really, didn't he? You'd say so, but like, I'm not sure Bristol Demai is going to run the National. So, And I'm not sure maybe what else is above that, but definitely run the National. So I'd imagine he's going to run off around 11-5, 11-6. Yeah, fair. So yeah, fair. it's a fair, you know, Paddy, a Grand National horse winning at that. If you go back six, seven years ago, they can't win with that weight. They can these days. Yeah, the, the record is better nowadays, isn't it? But still, God, he's a, he's only a, he's only a little pony, really, isn't he? When you say, um, yeah. but then again, look, he's won one national, so I don't think size size didn't count count against him there. But you wouldn't like to see him with much over eleven stone on his back, would you? No, um, no. Naturally, looking at a national like I've for many many years, I'd normally just draw a line. But he is Tiger Roll. So, we don't know. Would he win the cross-country, Paddy? Um, I think I'd be happier to be with Josie's orders at, at the prices. Yeah. Uh, I just think yeah. he's, he's, he's too short. Josie's orders, sort of around nine, nines or tens, is, looks far more uh, tempting for me. Okay, Tiger Row unfortunately loses 4-0. Um which is a bit of a shock. but He'll be the only winner on this list as well now. <laughs> now that is very possible. We will be keeping this for the review after uh, the festival is done and see how we all got on. Uh, let's move on then to the JLT novice chase. Um, you could argue who should be favourite for this race, but Defi Desoy is there. Uh, the purpose of this is to decide whether we think Defi is the right favourite, likely to win the race. Dave Weldon, you're up first. Um, I have no real opinion on the race. I don't. I don't think Defy two more five around Cheltenham doesn't appeal to me at all. Um, it's just a real windy race. It, it depends what goes or the RSA. It depends what drops back to the Arkle. Um, Did you say windy? Windy, yeah. Windy, okay. windy, yeah. Why what do you think I said? I don't know what that means though. It's just like it's up in the air. It's kind oh, okay, of, okay. All right, I'm with you. All right, you don't really know what's going, what's going to win. I, 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 to be honest, it's it's not a race I figured out yet. So that's not a no or a yes. It's, it's a no for Defi. No for Defi. Uh, Dermot Nolan, I think Defi Desoy should be in the Arkle. I know he stays a bit further than two. Uh, is jump, he seems to be back to full revs from after quite a season for the Hobbs Yard. Uh, if he ran in the Arkle, I'd be I'd be interested to see how he got on against Alexa Larishberg and Kalashnikov. But it looks like they go for the JLT. He did win over further last time out. Yeah, he should be he should be in the Arkle. Uh, it's definitely no for me for him. Uh, to be honest, I I think this market is being built foolishly around uh, one piece of form between Lost and Translation and uh, and Defi Desai. I mean, Lost and Translation was a forty to one shot in that Supreme last year. Just he's not a very good horse. Um, as in, he's not a brilliant, a Grade One horse. Let's say uh, he's more than talented, obviously, and he is a Grade One winner, but. Same as Defi Desai, it's it's the whole market is built around these these two horses, and it's quite silly, really, when you look through through the rest of the field. And there's horses that are bigger prices simply because there's like like top of the game is in there. Lavago Raw, they're not going. Larishberg's not going to end up here. Kalashnikov, regretfully, is not going to end up here. So like the one that I think 
a 12 to 1 who's running the weekend, who I think will be shorter afterwards, is uh, a previous Cheltenham Festival winner and a grade one winner who beat Penn Hill is uh, a champagne classic and uh, a 12 to yeah. 1. I think he'd be much shorter after this weekend if he puts it all together. And I just think those those front two are, are very vulnerable. But as Dave said, it's a it's a race that is uh, is definitely windy. Windy, apparently. Paddy Aspel, uh, you're up with Deffy Desoy. And this market is a bit more up in the air, perhaps, than some of the other ones we've talked about. Yeah, it is. Um, I mean, you would say at the minute the top two there are taking, you know, probably too much out of the market. But he's just got such a good record around Cheltenham. And I think really, it was it was a funny race today. Lost in translation, beat him round there. I know he's, he's got the better of him since quite easily at Sandown. But I don't know, he just seemed to, to really... Uh, take his eye off the job from the back of the last that day at Cheltenham and he just gave Lawson Translation another chance just, just to come and get him and um, very strange race but I just think you know he's a previous festival winner um, I mean he's been to, he's been to Cheltenham six times and he's won there four I mean that just takes a fair bit of beating it just just course form is massive for me um, and I'm just struggling to go against him I'm with you. I struggle to go against them as well, Paddy. I think I'm going to give my vote to Deffy Desoy on the basis that as Dermo went through and as Dave kind of alluded to, I'm not even sure this market is right. A lot of these horses aren't going to pitch up in this race unless they make last minute decisions. I wouldn't be surprised if Deffy Desoy goes off shorter than his current price because there isn't a great load to take him on. Maybe something like Champagne Classic will come out of uh, out of the wings this weekend or maybe a hard line who's entered, I think, for everything will probably shorten up. That's a big enough price at around 20s. Uh, killed us up. Horses like that will turn up in here, I would imagine. Um, Deffy Desoy, I'm going to give it a tick. That makes it a score draw. So that is a 2-2. Uh, for Deffy Desoy. Uh, let's talk about the next horse on our list here, which is for the Ryanair Chase, a little bit like the JLT. Do we know if this favourite is going to go for this race? Dave Weldon said no already, and it's Min. Min is in the market there, top price of 5-1. to one. Dave, it seems, we're hearing, you're going to go and take out your own again. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. and I think it's the right decision, um, in my opinion. Like He's ran second behind in a Supreme and in a uh, Queen Mother last year. I actually don't think he'd stay at Cheltenham over two mile five. Um, he got outstayed by Politolog, who will see the weekend at Ascot. Uh, sorry, at Aintree last year. Um, and I only wanted John Durkin this year, but I'd be taking him on because I don't think he's going to go here. Um, and I'd probably take him on with uh, I'd like to see Balco to flow go back here and run this race. Um, after winning it last year, I think this season's been a complete write off for him, and. He could go here. And another one that might run here, he might run a goal computer, is Coney Island. Absolute helpless last year. Um, you couldn't back him based on any form. But it's just the way he, he's won a couple of races over the last couple of years. And the two runs this year, he's kind of shown he's back to some level of form. And strong, quick Ryanair will sue him. And at 28 to 1, I think he's the wrong price. That's an interesting shout. He won a Drimmore, didn't he? Yeah. And in really nice fashion. Really I think Alba fashion. De Zobo was in that race. We're going back that far. Going back that far. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, Coney Island is an interesting shout if that turned up. Uh, Paddy, I'll come to you next. Uh, Min is current favourite for the Ryanair. Yeah, I mean, for me, there was a couple in this that I liked. Um, I thought that the... Will Footpad go? It's a big question. I mean, it's not going to run this weekend, so... Uh, it would make sense that it goes there. They'll, they'll, they'll split for Pat Min, will they? It looks like if Min goes for to take on Altior again, a champion chase, you'd imagine they'd have to run footpad here if he's fit. Yeah, well. I mean, I, I think if 
either footpad or album photo for me turned up for this they would represent more value for me um like i said i've mentioned before i just think that he really has been luckless album photo but he's a highly talented horse and i was very taken with the with the tremor run you know the form of that race people might might sort of scrap it and say it's tremor form but it's good tremor form and the, and the way he he done it that day because you know for me tremor really wouldn't be his track but the way he traveled around and jumped and the form of it has worked out very nicely. And I mean, he's sort of, I've seen all sorts of prices from sort of 12s and 16s um, for album photo. I think he's great value really. And and if footpad turned up and he's around eight or nines, I'd be, I'd be much sort of happier to be in, in, in that sort of camp. I think you were probably touching on a couple that if they did turn up, would get smashed off the boards. Uh, Demo, one of your favorite horses is running in this potentially uh, waiting patiently. Yeah, and that's exactly what, what we've had to do. Uh, I think he'd be quite a tight. He'd be a very apt winner this weekend after waiting for racing for a week. We're, we're uh, waiting patiently, able to win the Ascot Chase. It's, I was very disappointed that they didn't roll the dice with him last year. I think he would have beaten Balco de Flo in that, uh, that Ryanair. Um, especially the ground came up soft to heavy. It was absolutely ideal. He's an excellent horse. Uh, I think he's he really is as good as anything. Uh, I have this horse down as being a future Gold Cup winner, but again, staying would obviously be the question. I think we can accept that Min's probably not going to run in this. Um, you know, they're they're being non non committal, but you should never run from one horse. I know Altiori is a very special beast indeed, but it's happened before. You know, anything can happen, and. Um, if you'd Min running in the Ryanair and he finished second, and God forbid something did happen to Altior, and you'd you'd look and feel an absolute fool. Um, so I think Min just with the form of that Irish champion chase, or not the form, but the the level of performance, I think you'd have to roll the dice with Min, and um, I think then you end up with Undeso as Fav, and was he's a very good horse, very likable. Just last year again at, at Cheltenham, really, he just kind of showed his age more than anything, and I think waiting patiently would kick footpad to the to the curb, he'd, he'd kick road to respect, he'd, he'd kick a lot of these aside really and the other one that I'd be interested in is Monley because that presenting Percy form is going to prove to be very strong, he just didn't stay the three miles but he lived up with presenting Percy for a long time in that race so waiting patiently yeah. is definitely the one but I can see Monley shortening as well after this weekend if he puts it up to a presenting Percy over two miles four, a going yeah, imagine. And you imagine he, he might do and wait and patiently be out as well. This market's going to take a bit of a shakeup. Um, I'm in the camp that if they run Min here, win. And I think yeah. they win well. Um, so I would say, you know, I think it's three to one with bet hard, non-runner, no bet. I I don't think that's the worst bet in the world. That's he won't. Good. I don't think he'd go off any longer than that if he turned up in the race. So Min, for me, gets a tick, but it's actually lost this uh, three one. Uh, Paddy, I'm coming to you first on the stairs hurdle, uh, a favourite that has leapt to favouritism with some very, very taking performances is Paisley Park. Yeah, I mean, look, I think the fact that he's been to Cheltenham now and he's had a feel of the track and, I mean, when we done a, the blog there a few weeks ago, we were, we were struggling to have him, weren't we, off the back of that Ascot run. Uh, we thought maybe the race was a little bit watery in the end, the way it sort of it, it, it panned out. Um, and fell apart a little bit but he backed that up in no uncertain terms the last day and I just you know for her sake that was dusting the whole way even even on the approach at last he pricked his ears and I mean Emma Lavelle said that was the first time in his whole life he'd ever jumped a hurdle in front on his own um, you know and he, he's come the whole way up to Cheltenham Hill with his ears pricked you know not doing a stroke and, and he's still gone and won by sort of 10 or 12 lengths and just they've not got to the bottom of this horse so far this year and 
so we don't actually know how good he is, but one thing we do know is that he is certainly on the improve. His price reflects sort of uh, off the back of that performance. It, it it has taken a bit of a knock, but um, so you wouldn't say he's representing serious value, but for me now it's hard to knock him. I think he, he put plenty of doubters to bed the last day and, you know, it's course form. Yeah, he did. The doubts that we might have had about him, Dave, were kind of, as Paddy says, put to bed the last day. Is there something else in that stairs market that makes you want to take on Paisley Park? I think he's probably one of the best at the festival at the moment. Really? Um, you look at the market, Apples Jay the second in, if Penn Hill, if you haven't seen since last year, Sam Crow, fair enough, Gordon was a bit positive on him yesterday, um, but you're taking a lot on trust there as well. Super Sunday, we know where we stand with him. Mellon, Faheen, Black Op, he's hammered Black Op the last day. Yamworth, you haven't seen in a year. Benny goes to Mares, but the May doesn't go top notch. Suddenly you're into 20 to 1 shots plus any price you want. Um, I think the 2 to 1 out there, Paisley Park, won't be available on the day. It should be snapped up now. Okay. Okay. I mean, it's only the price right now that makes me say I can't back Paisley no. Park. But if he was that price on the day and all those horses we just mentioned are not there, yeah. like <laughs> that it's, price it's gonna, isn't it's there. It's going to cut up terrible. Yeah, like, exactly. You have to draw a few lines and yeah. then go nine to four actually looks massive. Yeah. Or, or two to one or whatever he is right now. Dermo, um, Paisley Park. Oh, yeah, this horse is... Um... This horse has kind of broken my heart all season uh, in that I just haven't thought he was very good and didn't think he was very good. And, you know, he, he was indeed very good last time. Uh, he was really impressive. The one thing I just had the feeling, I'm not sure if it's uh, my brain conditioning me to, to try and make me believe I'm right in this, is that um, it, it, it had the feeling of a race last time that kind of fell apart. And I was enthused to read uh, Simon Rowland's article on it. Uh, obviously one of the best... Uh, time judges there is out there from originally from time form and Paisley Park um when he did up the fractions of it the the horses in front including Black Op they they murdered themselves absolutely killed themselves and turning in their fractions dropped dramatically and Paisley Park's kind of you know he was he was constructive and smart in the way he ran and that he just kind of kept going but if the likes of a black op could be given a bit more of a conservative ride, um, he'll get closer to him. Um, so whilst he's the most likely winner, uh, Penn Hill is obviously there as well, hopefully. But it's no, Dean. I'm actually going to say no. Thanks. That, that, that was very windy. <laughs> you did get there. That, that was, as Dave says, windy. Yeah. Are you are you a black op or Penn Hill man, though? Or neither? If Penhill got there, I'd be a Penhill man. Uh, but uh, Black Op would be an each of well, in my opinion. 3-1 to uh, Paisley Park. I'm just going to side with the fact that I don't know enough about the rest of them and how well they are and where they're going to turn up. Black Op, I really like. Penhill, I understand that angle too. Uh, Paisley Park, 9-4, might look massive, though, come the day of the actual race. Uh, let's talk about a horse that we've mentioned a few times, actually, on this Race Out podcast demo, and that is uh, Honeysuckle's fair favorite for the mayor's novices hurdle um four to one still a bit of value in that uh yes i mean she's 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 been superb like the, be- the beating of sassy diva albeit receiving form no doubt um she was she was she was effortless there really and then last time without even jumping that well she still put put that field to bed relatively easy uh the second favorite epitante we've all been hearing all season or in the preseason about how highly she was thought of it's just odd we haven't seen her since um i really don't know where she's been the the, the lack of soft ground maybe has held her, her up but still honeysuckle comes into this as a much more experienced horse and when you run through it elusive bell is decent scenario 
is decent. Relegate, uh, I don't even think she has an entry for this. I'm pretty sure she's going for the Albert Barlett. Uh, Posh Trish, uh, Honeysuckle's better. Yeah, I mean, 4-1, to one, Dean. Uh, she's definitely a bet. Paddy, you've been impressed with Honeysuckle so far? I really have. And, you know, I think connections have been very, very lucky. They're, they're getting the right team of mares together. But I think Honeysuckle, for me, and what I've seen so far and all known evidence is, is top of the street there. And uh, I think she's a cracking bet, to be honest, and, and is even now still representing a bit of value. Dave Weldon. Yeah, Honeysuckle. You just have to look at her first run over her. It'll be a horse called Moscovy, who's rated 127 by 12 lengths. And that horse has won its next two runs. Um, I don't think it's actually the worst. It's probably the best Mare's Novice we've had. But I think Honeysuckle is the right favourite and will win. Okay. I, I think we all know from previous editions of the Race Hour and our regular listeners who listen to it will know that we're all Honeysuckle fans. That's just been confirmed. I'm going to make it 4-0. Uh, I think it's the third one we've got through out of these 15 favourites at the Channel Festival so far that gets the 4-0 vote. And it's actually the best price so far. 4-1 to one is currently out there about Honeysuckle for that Mare's Novices. We've two races left. We did touch on uh, the next one we're going to talk about earlier on uh, when we're talking about some of the novice hurdlers, and that's Sir uh, Eric. Um, have you seen, Paddy, a more professional, uh, a more qualified horse for the job in better hands <laughs> but go to a triumph hurdle before? I guess Nicky Henderson's had some similar ones, but Sir Eric with the O'Briens, the right colours, great platform, uh, he looks ready-made for a triumph. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought that the way that race panned out the other day and then what what they did with his price, I thought all the value just drained away very quickly on the back of what was an unsatisfactory race. I mean, you know, we did say at the time, you can't knock Sir Eric, it wasn't his fault that they let him off on the front end. All he could do was go and, and, and jump his hurdles and win his race, and that's what he did. But, you know, it's not like he was tested in any way and he's come through with flying colours and absolutely, you know, he's absolutely trounced them to come into that price. He was led away on the front end, a horse who jumps and travels and does everything very, very easily and straightforward. I just thought all the value that was there would have dropped out straight away. I still think he'll win, but, you know, when I heard, you know, two minutes after the race, the sort of price he'd been clipped into, I thought it was it was very harsh, really, because it, it was, as far as Cheltenham trials go, it was no Cheltenham trial, really, uh, the, way the, the way the race panned out, you know? Yeah, I get you. I do. I understand that. I thought he got, he kind of got a real muggy enough lead, a very clever ride, just went and did his job. He just looks the real package, so you wonder even if he was tested, what might have happened to him, Dave? He was still would have won. That's my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. he's, he's a cert. He's, um, a cert? Okay. Yeah. Six to four now. Yeah, I'd still back it. I'd back it all the way into even money. It's interesting, isn't it, that you've got the likes of Fakir Dairies who they're Won't not going to run against their own horse now because it's been purchased. Um, Band of Outlaws, you'd imagine, isn't going to go there as well. Yeah, Joe was trying to talk down a run the last day to get him into the Fred Winter, which I don't yeah. think he did a good enough job doing. Okay. Gardens, it was well beaten by um, Sir Eric. The Nichols horse is next in. We haven't seen him in this country or in the UK. Um, and then you've Tiger Tap Tap, who Sir Eric has beaten twice now. Correct. And then you're at 14 to 1 shots and bigger. This horse could go off odds on demo. Uh, yeah, and deserves to. I mean, it's a horse who finished two and a half lengths behind Stradivarius last season on the flat. Uh, you know, he's he's a serious machine of a horse altogether. Uh, he's pulled his jumping together, the, the one flaw of habit that was his jumping was very poor the time before, and it probably wasn't tested at it adequately last time but just as Mark Walsh picked him up just the way he pinged the last hurdle would suggest to me that he's uh, he's got his act together in that regard and 
he stays, he'll, he'll go up the hill, he jumps, he travels, he, he has it all really. And um, whilst I would give Gardens of Babylon actually a bit more of a chance because he didn't get out enough and had to fly home around the outside. And uh, way back home is just after franking that form of the race where Gardens of Babylon beat Surin last time at, uh, at Ferry House just there won very impressively and they put that horse away quite easily so Gardens of Babylon probably represents value at 16 to 1 but I definitely would be given the big thumbs up to Sir Eric yeah and it's a big thumbs up across the panel that's 4-0 and the fourth one to, uh, to make it a 4-0 across the board uh, the last horse we're going to talk about and we've nearly come well we actually have pretty much come to the end of evaluating festival favorites uh, presenting Percy now myself Dermot and Paddy have all talked about this horse on the Race Hour podcast. So we're going for a bit of new expertise from David Weldon, who's put in a very good debut on the Race Hour so far. Uh, I think yeah. you might live or die about what you say about presenting Percy, though. So you can go first. I'm going to take him on. Okay. It's a no for me. I, I absolutely adore the horse. Um, I've loved him since the first time I, I saw him. Um, but I know Pat Kelly campaigns his horses in strange ways to normal people. But... Um, he's never run over three miles in a grade one open company. This is three mile two around Cheltenham. I just think he probably lacks a little bit of experience in that kind of a field. He's going to run the weekend over two and a half miles in the Red Mills. He's beaten in it last year, so there won't be a massive panic if he's beaten in it this year. Um, but I just think he might just get found out. And it's more a price thing as well. If he was eight to one, I'd be probably willing to side of him but the fact he's five to two now um just means i'm looking for a bit more value um and the one i've kind of come down on is definitely red it's done nothing wrong this year they probably overraced him last year not thinking he was a goal cup horse and i just think going there fresh he might just set up for him it's an interesting shout. We got called out when we did our Gold <laughs> Cup preview on the Race Hour by Jamie Brownlow, who's a listener yeah. to the Race Hour. So thank you very much, Jamie. And he said, I think you've all missed the trick. You didn't mention, definitely. We did, actually didn't even mention him. It actually it took me a while to find him in the, in the market because like, he was down yeah. there for a bit. He's done nothing wrong. He's campaigned towards the race this year yeah, as well, exactly. in, yeah, as, as you've pointed out. Okay, he's a big price and it's a no for Presenting Percy. So thank you, Dave. Paddy Aspel on uh, Presenting Percy. And we're sticking to the, is he the right favourite? Do you think he'll win? Let's go there. Yeah, I do, because I just think he's trained by an absolute master, you know, who's he's really wrapped this horse up, but, um, you know, he just does a fantastic job of producing them. And, you know, for a, for a guy who doesn't have many horses, but, you know, the ones he does have are very good and he races them very sparingly, but he absolutely, you know, he fine-tunes the, the job with them to, to the second. I think he's phenomenal. Um, I were really looking forward to seeing this horse again at the weekend. I thought he was a little bit laboured in 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 the in his reappearance at Gorham, but look, he's not going to get older without getting any wiser. But he did what he had to do. Um, you know, there was a big crowd turned up that day to see him, and the, and there was a big crowd stood down the last, and he pricked his ears and had a look at them, and so therefore he just went in and popped it, and probably visually didn't look very impressive uh, in the way he did it. But I thought the horse in himself in the flesh, because I was very keen to see him because. There was just one or two little doubts because, you know, Davy Russell seemed to be a little bit sort of, he didn't want to talk about the horse too much or where he was going to go or what was happening. But um, I thought he, he, he sort of put plenty of uh, put plenty of doubts to bed the last day. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him at the weekend and hopefully all roads lead to, lead to Cheltenham. Yep. Okay. That's a vote for presenter Percy from Paddy Asport. Dermot Nolan, you can, uh, well, it's, it's one all. Yeah, so... 
as I've been saying, album photo would be my each way shout. But uh, if you, unless you, you, you for some reason haven't seen the horse run, you can only be blown away by what he's done. Um, I would be a small bit concerned as what Dave was saying about potentially not knowing past three miles, but it's just, he's the only potential superstar really in that first 10. Um, as it's, almost not even about, it's not even about the three miles. I've no doubt this day, like he won a, he won a grand national trial at a, uh, Punchstown to Portstown, was it? Yeah, but that's the last year. Um, there's no doubt about staying. It's just whether he'd be able to to handle. Like it's probably going to be a twenty runner field. Um, if you go through the field, you can see twenty likely runners. Um, which would be brilliant. Yeah, but he handled that yeah, at the that time as well. Like, I, I, yeah, it, it's just the handicap, you know. Yeah, it's just I completely get that. Uh, but it's just I don't see anything um in that field at the moment that's as good of them. I'm sick of taking them on, and uh, for any person he gets. Big thumbs up for me. He's finally won the Manolan round, probably in the hardest race <laughs> he's ever. Well, obviously the hardest race he's ever going to go for. Um, okay, so presenting Percy, well, it gets two yeses, one no. I'm a no, even though I love presenting Percy, and so I just think there's he's a hard horse not to love, like yeah, absolutely. But there's too many horses in here that are not. I wouldn't say cliff horses, but career. He's horses. not that hard a horse not to love. I mean, when 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 after winning a race, they're the connections now have told you before the pretense that he was on too high a mark. They told you the last day that he's probably good. He could end up in the stairs hurdle. He, he's not that. He's not that hard a bunch of people not to uh, not to be enamored with. Sometimes I think. Okay, okay. I, I'm still going to go no, which makes it a two-two for presenting Percy uh, this afternoon on the race hour. Brought to you by Gambling.com and of course the fellas. At Bet Hard. Look, lads, it's been an absolute pleasure to go through those 15 favourites at the Cheltenham Festival. We're four weeks less one day out from uh, the best four days jumps racing we're going to get. And with all the equine flu, you know, thanks for the update, David. Obviously, it no really, problem, really helped us put things in uh, perspective. And, um, you know, with all that kind of messing around and who's had a vaccination and everything, I think we're wasting our time to start looking at this weekend's entries. It's just great to have racing back. It's great to have some of the horses out that we're looking forward to at the Cheltenham Festival uh, back on the race course. So Paddy Aspel, Dermot Nolan, David Weldon on his debut, uh, and myself uh, from the race out. Thank you all very much for taking us through these. And, uh, well, let's just a uh, quick mini, you know, silent round of applause for racing being back this weekend. Thanks, everyone. Check out gambling.com today for up-to-date horse racing trends, betting news, and strategy guides. Take advantage of our exclusive bonus offers for the biggest online bookmakers and casinos. At gambling.com, we write daily tipping pieces on the biggest sports. We find the best prices so you don't have to. Make placing a bet easier. Visit gambling.com today.